Here we are again. Welcome back to another episode of The Intrinsic Podcast. It's going to be an Anka episode with myself and, as always, my co-host, Omar, who I got to say, wait, what? Where'd your other hat go? Where's the Tejana? Oh, come on. I thought you were going to do it. I, oh. Why are you teasing people like that? He was wearing a good Tejana, looking hey. like Karin Leon, hey. and now look at where we're at. If we want to talk about teases, I mean, look no further than Juan over here. I mean, this is not a tease. I'm showing you everything right now, baby. Well, we'll show us the whole thing, Juan. What's up? What's up? Okay, see, that's a tease. No, that's. I'm not going to turn around because, you know, I'm not going to say these are tight, but definitely accentuate certain parts of my body. (laughs) That's what I was talking about. It's a tease. This is a a family show. Last time I checked. Just kidding. (laughs) No, it's not. No, it's not. (laughs) I made sure of that. (laughs) <laughs> For, uh, I was like, nope, Omar, uh, Omar doesn't want this to be a family show. No kids. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, anyways, we're. Uh, I was thinking that we were going to be both dressed up to something, but, you know, Omar's just chilling with his hat, having a good time. Hung- oh, are you hungry? Hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> I swear, those hats have like the randomest just words, just like tree. Like, oh shit, I need that hat. I need that King. hat. Yo. King. <laughs> like, what's that other one you have, Omar? Cock. <laughs> you didn't think you were going to fucking say it. Sick. It's a rooster. This is, this is definitely not a fucking family show anymore. Yeah, a rooster. <laughs> it's a rooster. Yeah, of course. I have, a, I have another one that says Lone Wolf. I was like, okay, that was kind of cool. Nah, that's too cheesy. Come on, man. That's the too cheesy one. I, I would laugh at you straight up if I see you walking with that. It's it's exactly what you expect a gym uh, IG influencer to wear in his post. Yeah, sure. Very serious, you know, flexing in the mirror and then with like a suture, su- like super long caption, like, <laughs> this is what I do both inside and outside the gym. Yeah, There's never facts. time to clock out. I'm always on facts. the clock running minute by minute. Sick by sick, you know, all that fucking shit. Me and my were like right next, just like, you know what I mean? Like, look at this shit. Look at this shit. I'm actually feeling pretty good on this. I'm feeling pretty good in this. Not going to lie. It fits quite well. For those of you that don't know, I'm going to go to Oktoberfest next week. So, boom. That's why. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, I didn't just, yeah. <laughs> all of the above. Um, yeah. I didn't just buy this randomly. Um, I'm actually going to use it and probably display it. It's been raining over there. So, we'll see actually how. It turns out I might be soaking in this, but who cares? There's yeah. tents, beer tents, I hear. The, so. the Oktoberfest over in uh, Sacramento? Wh- which one are we talking about? No, dude, it's like, uh, you know, close to Fresno, essentially. Like, yeah. with all the cows and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I should probably clarify that, actually, yeah, because I, <laughs> yeah, thought everyone, I, th- I thought everyone would know, but all the people, oh, my coworkers were like, oh, in Cincinnati? Apparently, there's a really big one in Cincinnati. I didn't even know about that. I was like, no, um, Germany. It's it's the only one I knew about. I was like, I don't know about any fucking other Oktoberfest, but there's like some replicas, you know, things of people want to oh, drink yeah, yeah. pretty much. So I was like, no, the actual one. And they're like, what? Um, and actually, no, that it hasn't happened for two years. It makes sense because of COVID. Yeah. Totally forgot, honestly, that COVID was like <laughs> had canceled and, and was a thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I knew one year, but I thought two years... Um, which makes sense. So this is the first year that's happening in two years. So once I've had that, I'm like, damn, it's going to be packed. It's going to be full right. for sure. Especially with one there. Um, it's going to be packed. Oh, it has to be. 
but I'm going for the last like three wink, or four wink. days. Wink, wink. Uh, for the last <laughs> three or four days. So hopefully most of the people would have left. Um, just leaving some some other people. I mean, there's going to be a bunch of people I already know, but it'll be fun. That's the fun of it. So, yeah. That's where we're at. That's going to be dope. And then after, I'm going to go to Paris for a little bit. Um, mainly just to practice my French. I mean, obviously, I'm going to have fun there too, but um, that's the primary reason why. So, I think it'll be cool. Oktoberfest, Munich, and then I actually just have to buy either my train ticket or my plane ticket to Paris. And then that'll be hopefully like a, a wind down, chill out a little bit more, just walk around, see what goes, you know, see what Paris has to offer pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And let's not forget, you just recently came from one place and before that place, <laughs> you were also at another place, right? I, that, that's kind of how life works somewhere. You know, I think before you were in your room, you were in another place. And then before yeah, that I was place, in the restroom, you, were in another. <laughs> you live in the restroom, bro. <laughs> I'm not trying to expose you here, but you know, you spent quite a bit of time in the restroom. Hey man, if I'm on the clock, I mean, what else am I going to do? Right. <laughs> you call this the clock? <laughs> exactly. Literally always when we're trying to record well, actually, um, going to have to go to the bathroom now. I'm like, all right, well, that gives me about 30 minutes to just kill. <laughs> just like, or 30 minutes. Hey man, when you're out there trying to get the gains, you know, sometimes the gains gain you. Sometimes the gains come back at you. <laughs> there you go. And we'll yeah. leave it at that. So <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Starting in typical fashion for an Anka episode, um, talking about anything and everything here. Um, life happenings, news, stories, events, well, do you want to say, though, plans. I think um, closer to the end of the year, we should do kind of like a little recap for all the places you've been to. I think it'd be kind of cool Ooh, to yeah. dive into you know, your, your, um, your trips, your traveling kind of yeah. like comparing places and all that. But in That'd case, cool. you know, people are listening to this episode, look forward to that. We'll probably do something like that. That'd be cool. I think it'll be about six places. Hopefully by then, I think. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. I think about six, hopefully more, but we'll see. Um, a friend of mine who actually, you know, Kevin is going to Europe in, um, I think it's late October, early November. Um, and so that, that's the other trip that I was talking to you about that one. I still have to sort of work out and see if I'll be able to make it happen. Um, yeah. honestly, financially, it's probably not the best decision, but I'm always harping to my friends about like, you got to travel, you got to travel. And then finally, this is probably one of my few, like closer friends that travels that says like, Hey, I'm going to go travel. And then it's like, mm -hmm. Damn. How can I say no? Now and here's you know. one like, wow, you're about to do something super cool without me. Mm -mm, not on my, not, not <laughs> if I can help it. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I also like that. Cause like my sister's always like, oh, I want to go to Thailand and all this place. I'm like, I want to go before you. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> not that bad. You know, just like, I, I don't like to miss out, especially because I know people are going to come back and they're going to be like, dude, it was amazing. Cause I do that. And it's like, oh, yeah. it was amazing. And then you're just like, Fuck you, dude. Now nah, I want to go. I'm, one of these days, I'm going to hit you with like, yeah, so I'm just going to climb Mount Everest. You'll be like, I'll see you there, all right? Yeah. Like, oh, fuck. Like, I would totally do that. I don't know. Yeah. It is a very high risk of death, though. Yeah. So, sure. I mean, you literally see people that have died and frozen on your way. Yeah. Down, so. You have to train. And it's also apparently very like overpopulated right now. 
I don't know if overpopulated is the best way, but it's uh, overcrowded. Or yeah, because so everybody's I don't know trying if to do it. pictures, but there's like literally a line to the peak, right. like cheek to cheek, <laughs> because obviously you're like <laughs> on the peak, <laughs> face to cheek. My bad, you got it. Face to cheek. That's the wrong thing. That would have been turned around. Um, yeah. But literally waiting in let's like negative whatever 30 40 degree weather on top of a mountain with limited oxygen and you're in a line can you think of a worse place to be in a fucking line than the top of mount everest bringing somebody else's air that's coming out from the face cheeks <laughs> oh i thought you're gonna say somewhere else i'm like damn what <laughs> is the Texas. fucking the ass cheeks sick sick you say cheeks to cheeks bro yeah, but you said face cheeks. I said not the face cheeks. Oh, okay. The other cheeks. Come on. Especially, especially somebody like me that's all cheeked up, bro. Come on. You know you're getting some pure air. Okay. Oh, <laughs> sick. I really, because you keep pointing to your actual face cheeks, and I'm like, okay, yeah, he's changing the subject. No, he's bringing it right back to you. Uh, this, yeah. this episode took, took a turn for the worst. <laughs> No, I think it's an uncut episode. That's literally where these uh, always go. It's fair. It's fair. It always leads yeah. to butt stuff. Oh, <laughs> sick. <laughs> now you're taking it that. All right. Nice. Okay. It's the time when I switch sip my water and uh, pretend like I don't know Omar. So, uh, yeah, I'm doing this solo podcast now. It's called the uh, Juan Podcast. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to <laughs> interrupt your episode. <laughs> but anyways yeah that's what's mainly going on with me just got back from tampa for uh from a summit uh no, no. I don't know. summit summit is like a confusing word for that it's really just like a company retreat thing not like for fun i mean yeah we had a lot of fun but also like meetings and things of that sort so yeah awesome getting to know people because as you guys are seeing us right now like this is my work this is usually how i see people like torso to head and so it was super weirdly like I was telling everyone, I'm like, whoa, so you actually have like a, a body, like a physical body, like beyond just <laughs> you your torso. <laughs> so you're telling me you're not just a floating torso and head. I just mess around with people. But yeah, it was, it was a super odd thing with just like, you know, they're your coworkers, but I'm like, ooh, you're physical now, you know, just like them. All right. Don't look at me that way. Not that way. <laughs> just like, you know, like for example, right now, see, I can't, I can't reach through. <laughs> that's all that's, i'm saying everybody, for everybody that's listening this is how juan socializes hello there hi hey man, i have i have a technical <laughs> computer job so i don't have the privilege sometimes and i didn't think it would be a privilege but uh it is a little bit of a privilege to have coworkers, even though they can be super annoying sometimes i know but you know when you're like hey let's go grab a drink or let's go to the movies or go watch that concert whatever it is like you have someone typically if you like go to an office things of that sort so yeah it was really cool to do all of those things have meetings talk shop about companies and then uh go out and have a fuck, couple of drinks you know so yeah that's cool yeah i mean just like in general just to like socialize out of the workplace right for sure yeah i mean that's i had crazy. somebody from my uh from my workplace uh, mentioned to me like oh we should go play golf i was like all right you know, I kind of just like thought about it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of random. I'm like, yeah, I guess that makes sense though. Like what else would we do? I mean, anything that you would do with a quote unquote coworkers, like kind of random. Right. So I'm like, yeah, we could probably set that up. I was like, I, I guess I'd be down. Never played golf in my life, but Hey, mm -hmm. you know, out on the green, 
Seems like something fun. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I played Top Golf. If that if that counts. <laughs> I hit right, the ball yeah, yeah. with a golf club. Golf. Sports. It's super like humid in Tampa too, I gotta say. So it was like here's the thing. When I arrived and I was leaving the airport, it was like raining really hard. And yeah. I had checked the weather, so I brought a rain jacket. So I'm like, all right, cool. Went to, you know, check into the hotel. I changed or showered and changed. And I put on the rain jacket. But I come outside and it's, I forget, it's like 86 like percent humidity. And I'm like, holy damn. I took that off right away because I'm like, I cannot do this. It's way too much. So, for those of you going to Tampa, it's pretty much worth nothing. <laughs> More bus stuff. <laughs> uh, so I knew you were going <laughs> to react. I'm like, I'm going to throw this bait out there and let's see if he bites. And sure enough, you don't miss it, Omar. I see an opportunity to take it. What can I say? How are we drinking water at the exact same time? That's twice now in a row where we're both drinking water at the same time. Hey, I'm a thirsty bitch. What can I say? Oh, there it is. There it is. I knew it. Zoom in them out of the park today. <laughs> someone might <laughs> someone <laughs> yeah, might like, like actually my, my child listened to your podcast and now they know about butt stuff like, well, <laughs> that's the you. internet ma'am and the internet. you're welcome <laughs> that's the internet ma'am yeah no that's cool that's cool yeah i'm looking forward to doing some some more fun stuff in the upcoming months to close this year um you know i've been working really hard and probably going to continue to work hard, but also I recognize it's, it's good to kind of balance it out with some, some entertainment, something to kind of distract yourself, also kind of involve yourself in different things, right? Learn stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've been doing some exploring myself. Won't really go into detail, but it's been fun as well. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's a different uncomfortable, right? I mean, I've, I've talked that, about that's it. Literally the word I was going to go for is like uncomfortable. Yeah. Literally, as I was thinking today, like of all the things I have to do. And then once I get there, I am generally uncomfortable thinking about it because I've never been to Germany and I don't speak German, obviously, right. except for like five phrases, which mainly are revolve around beer because <laughs> yeah. I have to, you know, I'm going to a, a beer festival. So, well, I'm pretty sure for the German language, every word that they use is actually a variation of the word beer. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> of course. And there we have linguist, Mr. Omar uh, with the PhD. Yeah. Um, I, I am generally uncomfortable and I'm thinking about it right now. Like, what do I do? What do I do if I don't know where I'm at? What do mm -hmm. I do if I lose my wallet and I have to get back home? Right. It's not as simple as this. Like, Hey man, like I lost my wallet. Like, can you help me? Something. It's just like, how do I say, and, and yes, sure. Um, especially in Germany, like they speak English a lot, but you're always risking it because there's a very good chance that someone could just not speak English or more than likely they speak some English, but it's too broken to understand and you right. speak no German. So you're not helping them at all in what, mm. you know, helping them out. So that's always a sketchy thing as like, you know, someone who has been like traveled to other countries, like it's always a sketchy thing. Like, Ooh, I don't know your language. I have to figure these things out on myself most likely, or do what the Italians do and just, you know, a bunch of hand signals and shit, you know? Oh, nice. Back to the racist <laughs> stereotypes too. We love that it. is we not a racist it. or a stereotype. That is 100% true. Ask an Italian. I'm sure they'll tell you you're wrong. Nope. Uh-uh. 100%, bro. <laughs> they, 
They all no, say. No, I know more about Italians than Italians <laughs> about Italians. Okay, no, don't go there, I'm bro. Just, my bro, saying. my friends in Italian. Okay, I would know. I'm just saying, there's a population of two in this podcast, and out of the two of us, <laughs> I would focus. I would very much say that I know more about Italians than you. Can you argue that point? The audacity. Yes. Can you argue that point? Yes, I would. <laughs> He's gonna hit me with the. But have you been to Olive Garden, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you, you you pretend like I don't eat pizza every day of my life. <laughs> oh, you fucking got me there. See, there you go. I knew there was something. Be- Domino's the, counts as pizza, bro. Technically, the, there's tomato and bread and cheese. The linguistic master, the cultural professional master. <laughs> the cultural audacity of this man. <laughs> For, oh, God. Yeah. Olive yeah, Garden. Nah, I mean, there's probably so many about everybody's culture that I know nothing about. I'm probably like not even at a beginner level in terms of like trying to become more knowledgeable in different people's like cultures, which is exciting to me because once I finally actually go out of my way to do it, I mean, everything will be new. Right. No. But yeah, no, there's definitely no way that I'd know more about it. Even if you, you yourself haven't actually gone to Italy, which I think you said you did, didn't you? Or yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. There's no fucking way. Yeah. It's dope. It's cool. Um, yeah. Honestly, like I said, I, I'm honestly a little nervous as well about France, even though like I, I, like my French is still pretty good, yeah. but like, it's just a different thing. Even when I was living there, like my French was really good, but they've been speaking this for their entire life. You know, I've been speaking it at that point for about a year and a half, Right. you know, no matter the practice. And I did practice and you know how obsessed I get about things like that I'm not good at, mm-hmm. but still they have their whole life to learn it. So it's like, it's a very uncomfortable thing, but I, I love it because it's, a different sort of uncomfortable, right? It's not a working out discomfort. It's not really physical and it's not a, like solving a problem discomfort from like being at work. It's more so of like, you have nothing because if you think about the base of everything we do is communication. And in this case, you can't communicate. So how do you solve problems? How do you figure out how to do things? You know, you don't, you just become homeless in Munich. Just, just stay in Munich. Never hear yeah. from me again. Just drink a lot of beer. You, you'll get fat, but you'll still have a man bun. That'll be the only way we can, like the only method by which we can identify you. Have you seen this man bun? <laughs> and instead of all Not milk even cartons. my face either, just like right here. This is it right here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the picture. Wanted. Have you seen this man bun? <laughs> instead of all milk cartons, it's literally on like 40 ounce beers. Oh, just on a sick. bunch of Mickeys. <laughs> sick. Yeah, it's going to be cool. I'm really excited about like, the size of the beers, I just got to say, is, like, dope. Like, you put your entire hand into it. I don't know. I just You hold it like me. a hand. You could get a workout while you're drinking. You do. You hold it like this. Uh, yeah, I, well, I kept saying it to my friends. I'm like, I work out, but if I don't go there and lift that beer and my hand is shaking because I'm too weak, I'm disappointed. Yeah, that's yeah, how well, heavy I, I want say. that thing to be. Just like, uh, and I work out, right? Just still be testing me. Well, the thing is, uh, I was going to say, you should tell the public about how you're preparing, you know, like you're share them that you're actually getting 45 uh pound dumbbells and you're practicing yeah like that you know, oh, every day it's <laughs> looking a little dirty there Omar, relax man come on hey come on come this on family hey oh now you're gonna tell me okay that's on audacity you gotta you gotta look in the mirror sir you gotta check I gotta, yourself hey i was gonna say you wreck I check yourself. myself <laughs> Before I disrespect before you wreck, myself. Before you wreck both of us. <laughs> my, name, my name's on this too, man. Bring this podcast down single-handedly. 
Just one episode. That's all it took. That's all it takes. Hey, only one episode is all it takes to bring it down, and one episode is all it takes to bring it up. Wink, wink. All right. <laughs> Please. <laughs> all right. We got to move on from this discussion to distract Omar. Onward. Uh, onward. Anyways, that should be cool. Coming back after that, work some more. Um, I was talking to Omar about like the weird concept of taking vacation, but then also not wanting to fall back. So you pick up your productivity level in hopes right. of like, you know, making up for it, but feeling do you have to make that. up for it. You know, you know, like that's the thing about like one, like, do you have to make up for it? Like, I don't think you have to make up for it really, you know? Uh, I guess think... it depends on the person, right? I mean, that that's actually what I wanted to talk to you about earlier, but I guess we'll talk about it now. It's like, I think it's within our nature to feel guilty whenever we're trying to like quote unquote reward ourselves, whether that be like a break, uh, a trip, a vacation, um, some food item, whatever it may be. Right. It's yeah. like within our nature, I feel to be guilty. Like we almost don't deserve it. Like we deserve more discipline. We deserve more work, but not necessarily yep. any downtime or any break time. Cause I feel that all the time. I feel guilty whenever I come home and I can catch like an extra hour of sleep because right after you'll see my ass driving to the gym and it's like fucking, you know, 11 at night, 12 at night. Like yeah. why just go to sleep, bro. Like you already took a nap. You might as well just go to sleep. Like, no, 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 no. I took a nap. I slept too much already. I have to go back yeah. to work, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you, I mean, would you say the same? I don't know because the thing is like, to me, I don't like the concept of making it up because it seems like you messed up, like you messed up and then you have to make up for it. But yeah, I'm not messing up. up. You know what I mean? I'm not messing up. I'm actually lifting up my productivity to finish everything I need to finish before I go on my trip. So while on my trip, while I'm on my trip, if I didn't go, let's say, then I would have all that week of no work. Sure. I would pick up things because I'm already there, but that week or the work that I'm doing right now is, you know, expected to take about two weeks, two and a half. Yeah. And I'm going to take a week and a half off. And I'm essentially hoping to finish everything by Monday and then have Tuesday just for like additional things of that sort. So mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, I don't think I do feel guilty, but I don't think I should feel guilty. So I'm really forcing myself to just be like, nah, don't feel guilty. You know, you're working for this. And also, like I said, people don't realize it, but like going on travel and like vacation, like it actually it puts you at an advantage compared to your coworkers who are right. pretty close to burning out probably, you know? So you come in refreshed back to work. If you want to think about it back to, you know, making up for whatever it is you missed, I'm not thinking about it that way, but if you do, then you come back and you're super productive. Meanwhile, your coworkers are slouching down just like, you know, let me go home. Right. So, not yeah. feeling their best. Yep. For sure. Yeah, no, when you were saying that, I, I definitely agree. There was a the part that you had said of uh, something that somebody had shared with you about being, the difference between proactive and reactive. I don't know if you want to share that. I actually really like that. Yeah, yeah, that's um, Liz, who is the, used to be the COO of the company, now is the CPO, Chief, Chief Product Officer. Um, someone who actually has recently become a bit of a mentor for me, which is an odd thing because I've never... I've had a lot of role models is not to say I haven't learned things from other people. I learned a bunch of things from Omar, but I've never actually gone out of my way to say like, Hey, can you mentor me? And to me, that's like, I hope she knows it's like a huge sign of respect because 
as I've said before, one, I'm not very easily impressed by people. In general, people don't impress me. And then two, for me to like be impressed. And then three, for me to be so impressed and say like, hey, can you be my mentor and teach me things? If she's watching this, congratulations, Liz. <laughs> this is a, a big step. <laughs> um, yeah, so something that she has taught me is essentially being like learning how to act decisively, but not react. And another way of saying that is really being proactive, but not uh, reactive. Yeah. And it's a big thing because I particularly learned about it when my manager left from my job. A lot of people were very reactive. Like, oh, damn. Oh, damn. He was a super integral part of the company. So everyone was like, oh, we have to hire someone else right away. We have to fill that spot in. Fill that the company's going to, you know, the development team's going to fall apart. Data science, Emily. And she was like, let's take a step back. Let's not be, you know, let's not react to this. Let's try to be proactive. Right. Sure enough, she waited. She let it play through a little bit more. What happened now? Out of the ashes, a bunch of leaders came up. Me, number me, one of them. You know, me. Ah, you're about to say me, number one. <laughs> <laughs> me, number one, as in me, like the, the first one, you know, me, yeah. um, the, the person who's manager now, who's a technical lead, incredible leader. I'm from a technical standpoint also personally as well. And then uh, another senior data scientist who's an incredible leader. So mm -hmm. instead of just saying, Hey, we have to fill this spot and fill someone else come in here and, and they are the director of data science, which is what he was. Right. They said like, Hey, let's see what the team has, you know? And I love that. Like put your money on me, please. You know, I put my money on myself, betting on myself. So once they did that and it applies to a bunch of other things, right? You don't want to be, like, for example, with burning out, which is what I was telling Omar, you can either wait to burn yourself out and then you're going to be reactive because everything's burning down and your motivation is down and your productivity is down. And you're like, damn, this sucks. And so you react. You react by not caring too much or you say like, oh, I have to take a trip right now, right? Which could be more expensive, so on and so forth. Yeah. So something I've told Omar personally, like, you know, being proactive about that and never getting to a point where you burn out. Like this trip, like you, like I said, I just got back from a trip last week. This trip, I don't need to make it. I don't need to go towards it, but I'm working quite a bit and it's just a healthy thing to, to go and, you know, take some days off, have fun, travel. I haven't done it in a while. And well, I'm sure, in another yeah. country. Sure. I'm in oh. another country. Oh, sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, I think it's a pretty useful thing to, to look back to. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. There was like a point that uh, came to mind as you're discussing these things, um, like about you stepping up to the plate, right? Assuming that role, uh, to fill in that gap. Right. Um, I think the best thing in most case scenarios for any sort of company or workplace, whenever somebody does move on to another position away from that workplace, away from that company or business, uh, is to hire within because say within the scenario that nobody's necessarily ready to become a leader, there's no better way to know if you're ready than to just try and get in there, right? Get your foot, your foot in the door, try it out. You won't know who you are as a leader until you try it. Right. And once you're in that position, it's like you're forced to and able to become that leader. It will come out of you. If you're meant to be a leader, it will literally be forced and pulled out of you. Um, yeah. as long as of course you, you let yourself, you know, dive into it, right? Not just give up and you're like, you know what? I quit. I'm not for this. Um, that's like the best thing 
in most cases, um, especially hiring within the same business, workplace, company, business, et cetera. Um, because also at the same time, when people hire from, you know, outside, it, it just doesn't feel right. You know, it feels almost like an intruder, like somebody's intruding in the workplace. Somebody's intruding in the company. And you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, we don't even know him. How do how how can we know we can trust him? How do we know that he's the right person or he or she, right? How can yep. we assume that just because they have all these credentials or this resume that seem, seems super polished, like that they're actually going to do well? Like, we don't know that, right? Mm -hmm. So you're more likely to trust somebody and allow somebody to assume that, that leadership role that's already been there before, that's been there with you for some time, that you've been networking with, that you've been working with, um, that you know. Hey, yeah, that's, that's the guy in the office. Yeah. We see him all the time. He's the guy with the man bun, you know, whatever. Like, Oh, he's the guy that always cracks jokes, like whatever, yeah. you know, but you will know who that person is instead of, I don't know, man, this is a lot of pressure. There's somebody new that's coming in. We don't know what's going to come out of this. Like this might not mm -hmm. be good. Right. So just wanted yeah. to point that out. Yeah. Something that Liz has like told me is like, I would much rather invest in the group that we already have than bring someone else in and I love that. Again, it sounds like simple things, but I, I never thought about that, thing, about that. And the reason why I also like in this particular instance, like asked her to be my mentor is like, it was a different thing. Like for example, me and you were like pretty well in line in terms of like what we want, our, our sort of mindset, the ambition, things of that sort. Sure. She's like a yang to my yin, if you will, because hmm. She has those certain things, but there's certain things that I am not that good at that I need to practice in terms of leadership. Um, things like empathy and, and focusing on culture and focusing because in thinking about starting a company, the things that I think about is what product am I selling? Who am I selling it to? How am I structuring the, the, the company? And the main thing, and I, I'm so thankful for this. The main thing that I've learned through this job is culture is everything everything mm. nothing else matters and i i know i always talk about generalizations but i 100 percent put my name behind this nothing matters culture matters in a company and if you can mm -hmm. get the culture you will always get to your goal always get to your goal because it's everything it's, it's truly everything if you have a good and for example like for my company like we have a super good culture why? Because of Liz, she's the one that sort of set it up and really had a, a good interview process to filter out people who were really smart, but were kind of assholes, right? Or were particularly good at this one thing, but they would have broken down the team with their mm -hmm. comments, with their narcissism, with all of these things, braces, whatever it is, things of that sort that like, sure, we could really use their skill sets, but one bad apple ruins the rest. Yeah. Right? Like at what cost? Exactly. At what cost? And so she's really focused on that. And so that's why she's super involved into it. And so culture is everything. I'm going to start talking. I'm going to start uh, annoying Omar about this. Just letting you guys all know, <laughs> because <laughs> this is the next biggest revelation that I've really had, like in my life about like starting a company culture is everything. So get used to it, Omar. Not annoyed yet. Continue. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's a, I don't know how to like describe it exactly, but it's like, 
Are, are you talking about like the workplace culture or just the multiple yeah. cultures from people that they bring to the workplace? Both, but mainly the first one. Okay. So part gotcha. of that culture is having people who are come from diverse backgrounds. Yes. Having mm -hmm. people that are empathetic. So when you look at job descriptions, right, they'll usually say like job description, you should know this, this, and that you should have experienced this, this, and that. If you look at our job descriptions, the first one is be a good human being, be mm -hmm. empathetic, be kind, be all these things. And then you get into the actual technical things of you got to know Python, you got to know all these other things. So the entire process that she sort of set up is we will only bring in people who you want to work with. No one else who you don't want to work with, regardless of how smart they are, regardless of how qualified they are. We'll focus on the people who want to work here specifically within this team. And that's why we have like team interviews where I've interviewed a bunch of people uh, with my team in terms of like, and we've literally said like, they're really smart. I don't know if they'd be a good culture fit. They're mm. just too, they're just too narcissist, narcissistic. They're too, something just feels off, you know, kind of like you can think yeah. about it as like a blind date. If you will <laughs> go in, if it doesn't feel right, the vibe isn't right. Literally just like, nope, we're good. Thank you. Moving, Moving on. on. That's it. No, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, uh, within my workplace, like I had mentioned, there was somebody that was very much like that. They were narcissistic. They couldn't um, accept the fact that somebody younger than them was their boss, right? Yeah. Like it enraged them. And I think I've already talked about it enough to this point where I've like exhausted myself even mentioning it. But that man single-handedly was ruining whatever was left of that workplace culture. And right. I don't think I noticed it right away until he left and it was removed from the equation. And then I just saw everything just kind of blossom. And I was like, Oh my God, yeah. this guy was responsible for some of the shittier side of this workplace. You know, mm -hmm. like it sucks to say it that way and put it that way, but it's so true. Um, and then since moving on from that person, right. Um, the, the place has just improved. It's gotten so much better. And I can't necessarily say that anybody says or asks about him or has missed him because yeah. that's who he was. Right. Um, and then even furthermore, like, like right now I currently have, I'm experiencing this language barrier with one of the team members, right? He, he doesn't speak English and I don't speak like Punjabi. Right. And so it's kind of this whole, like, uh, how do we communicate? Right. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm not going to let that stop me. Google translate. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, and a few weeks later, here we are and you know, we're working out great. Right. Um, fortunately my bosses can uh, communicate with them. So there's that also to my benefit, mm -hmm. but had this person been narcissistic, had this person been an a-hole, like you're saying, or anything else that I'm not interested in, he wouldn't be there. But because he works hard, because he's happy to be there and he's willing to put in the effort, I will go the extra mile for him to communicate with him. I will go anywhere for this person. This guy always has a smile on his face, no matter yeah. what he's smiling. And so because of that, I will do whatever it takes to make sure this works. I would much rather hire him than hire somebody that speaks proper English that perhaps will always be on time or perhaps has all these other things, you know, the, the off the checklist. 
mm-hmm. but they don't have what he has. They don't have his charisma. They don't have his happiness. They don't have his impression yeah. that he leaves on the workplace, right? And that adds to that workplace culture, right? So yeah. that's another example right there too. 100%. Actually, um, when I was in Tampa and I was talking to Liz, she was actually telling me about my interview process when I interviewed. And I didn't know about this, but fun fact, when the team interviewed me, uh, I was very clear from the beginning, like I'm interested in data science. I'm interested in machine learning, all those sort of things. My primary interest is entrepreneurship though. And apparently, I didn't know this, but apparently after the team interview, they wanted her opinion on me because I had mentioned entrepreneurship and they were slightly worried about it because they essentially said like, you know, like maybe we just want someone who is focused on this point, on this thing, right. And not as distracted on other things. Oh, okay. And she essentially was like, you guys are tripping. <laughs> like, like you <laughs> want someone who is entrepreneurial because what do you think is the first thing they're going to do after they've already figured out their job? They're going to go and figure out someone else's job and someone else's job. And they're going to figure out how to make their job easier because they're thinking about the big picture. Mm-hmm. something that people are like vastly overlook is who are the people that are looking at the big picture? If you're looking at a very small, short-sighted version of things, your potential in my view is always going to be capped because you're never looking towards the big things. It's something I've told Omar as well in the past and to this day and until the day that I die or whatever happens, like whatever you think your dreams are, multiply it by a hundred multiply it by 3000. Just like, I know it sounds scary. just like, how is it possible? Because your dreams are already meant to be something that you think are slightly out of your reach. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a dream. That's something I should aim for. So the audacity to multiply it by a hundred and think like, huh, you know, let's say, oh, I want to start a company. And I say, multiply it by a hundred. I want to start a hundred companies. That sounds insane. But yeah. having that context gets you, I think, to that first company a lot quicker because you're expecting a hundred more, you know, you're expecting 99 more rather. So it's that whole perspective of if you tell yourself, I'm going to run one mile, you're, you know, once you get to like 0.9 of that mile, you're going to be struggling. If you tell yourself you're going to run 10 miles, that mile is going to feel like nothing because you're already preparing yourself for the next nine miles ahead. This is absolutely nothing to you. Right. That's the same same way I approach things. And I think that's what Liz noticed was like, he's going to outgrow this role like relatively quickly because of that. He's going to be looking towards the bigger roles, mainly the CEO role. And she's not wrong. That's the only role that I'm interested in within this particular company that I'm in. Not to say I won't take other promotions, but really, you know, look at the big picture in your life and your businesses in your entrepreneurship ventures and your relationships, if you will. Yeah. yeah. I think I could show you something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I shared this on the podcast or not, but when I was like interviewing for my current position, um, I guess I was interviewing through like the corporate side of the, uh, the company that I work for or whatever. And I was already interested in the person's job that I, that was interviewing me. Right. Yep. Like, as I'm actively interviewing for a position, I'm already looking at them like, Yep. So what do you do? Oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's basically what we're talking about, right? It's like always wanting that growth, always wanting to persevere and do more. Even before you even do the job that you're interviewing for, you're like, but what do you do though? <laughs> yes. Yes. 100%. 100%.
was yeah. the exact same thing. I had an interview. My last interview was with the CEO and I was at, I was not talking about data science with him at all. I was talking about, Hey, how'd you start this company? Right. Where, where did you fail? Where do you do? Well, all these sorts of things. And I know initially he probably thought like, Oh, this guy's just like, you know, everyone these days seems to be interested in entrepreneurship. Like, Oh, I'm an entrepreneur before Segun. having anything. Segun, which bothers me. But anyways, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure when I, when I first talked to him, I, you know, I gave him that sort of impression. Now, not so much. Now he knows very seriously that I'm not messing around with this sort of stuff because yeah. I've talked to him nonstop about all the potential friction in between apartments, things that we talked about the last episode, communication, all those things that people are just not thinking about, especially people in my position, because you have to realize there's different positions. My position is a very stay in your computer code. Shut up. That's usually mm -hmm. what my position involves. Get your job done and you, you leave. No one has asked me to look into all of our data sources and figure out which ones we actually need, which ones we don't. No one has asked me to actually plan out six months ahead of these things, because, especially because it's not my job <laughs> and I'm doing other people's jobs, even though it's not my job. Again, not stepping on anyone's toes. That's not who I am. I'm not trying to take anyone's roles. I'm just trying to make my own roles in sort of, in a sort of sense make my sort of hybrid roles of, I want to do this, this, and that mm -hmm. because in the reality, I want to do CEO. So they do everything, but right. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, think about like any general workplace, you kind of usually are constrained to a fixed schedule, right? You got your nine to five. Sure. The first thing that I did when I came into my current job, I was like, I don't have a schedule. <laughs> I was like, I don't want a schedule. Cause then yeah. that's, that's one more factor that's going to limit me. Right. And then there's a course, you know, that, that benefits whoever owns a facility, whoever's in charge of me. Right. Of course. Yeah. Like, oh, well, sure. More labor. Right. But I don't even care about that. I'm like, I will not be satisfied if I'm leaving and I haven't gotten everything done or if I'm leaving and something else could have gone done. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you could, you could frame it as like, it's guilty or it's like wanting to overachieve or whatever you want to call it. I don't, I really don't care what you call it. I just know that that's how I am. Right. Yep. That's not something that's happened recently either. I used to always be like this in any workplace. If there's something else that I could do, I'd do it. Right. But of course, before people would actually tell me no, because of course, over time, all these other things I'm in charge though. Yeah. Who, who's, who's going to tell me no. Right. And so that's the cool thing that yeah. when you assume that, that leadership role or that role, right. As you climb the chain of command, you get those liberties. Right. And most people wouldn't understand that. Right. Because they're like, wait, I thought that as you climb up, it like your life gets easier. It gets better. It's like, yeah. Oh no, 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 no. Like it means more work. It means mm -hmm. more headaches. It means more stress. It means longer days. It means more work days. It might even mean, no time off, you know, it means whatever it takes. Right. And that's yeah. literally what I tell people. I'm like, whatever it takes. And some people kind of look at you funny, like what the hell is this guy talking about? Right. Mm -hmm. Cause it almost, it almost seems like I'm talking about war or something. It's like, and I'm talking about a job, but I'm yeah. like, that's what it is though. Like when I'm on the clock, I'm there, I'm focused. You come up with a problem, you bring it to me. I'm going to take care of it for you. Right. Yeah. That's how it has to be. Right. And that's how I'm trying to prepare myself as I continue to develop myself and I continue to grow because 
if I can have this down and ready now, when I get to that next position, I'm beyond ready, right? When Juan yeah. steps into the leadership role as a CEO, he will be Easy. ready. He will have been Easy. ready to the point where when he jumps in and has his own company, right? He's his own boss entirely. He's been prepared because you were prepared since day one when you were barely even coming into this company or back in the day when you're coming to work for somebody else that has nothing related to this, right? Yeah. That's the whole point, right? Why wait until you get that position to start working and try to you know, prepare yourself for that? Prepare before, work for it before, put all that hard work in before. That's what'll make it easier. But the work is always hard and the work is always more difficult, but it's yourself, yeah. your mentality that gets prepared for it, right? Facts. I will add a slight caveat there before we wrap it up of, I don't think it's necessarily more work. It can be. Sometimes it's just different work. Mm. So for example, for me, like I'm going to try to finalize my like next promotion tomorrow. I, I'm not saying in my argument of give me more money or give me a promotion, I'm not saying I'm going to do more work in all likelihood I am. And in this case I am, but there's only so much work you can get at some point right? There's just mm. a cap. And so where do those risks come from? You do the work better or you're more productive or you do different kinds of work. You do very specialized work, right? It's the reason why like neurosurgeons make a bunch because they're not general doctors. You know, they don't like sew your leg or whatever it is. Like they're <laughs> operating very specifically in your brain in a very high stakes, complex environment. So sometimes it's less work, but the work is more hard. So I'll just add that, that little bit of like, generally, I agree. Generally it is more work, but sometimes it's just about more specialized work, the type of work that you're doing, so on and so forth. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, overall the, the performance required for that next position is elevated. It's not like you're going to be assuming another position that's higher than the one that you currently have. And, oh, well now you don't have to work as hard. No, yeah. It's, it, there's, sure. The stakes are always higher, right? For that sure. we can agree on. Yeah. One last note, actually. This is the actual last, second last note. Shout yes. out to, you know, all the girls out there who, like, go get a promotion because, mm. like, statistically, like, women apply. It's like something like statistically women apply to jobs when they're close to 100%, like, prepared, whereas men apply at, like, 70 or 50%, you know? And there's a bunch of cultural things behind that, sure. But even once you get to a job, they're less likely to go for promotion until they've already mastered this. I haven't mastered being a data scientist. I've been a data scientist for four months. Yes, I've, I've, I've gone and grown quite a bit, but it's just a matter of you shouldn't wait until you get to 100% because you lose momentum there. You get to that 100% and then you ask for a raise and the raise will probably, or the promotion will probably take a couple of months. And so during those months, to me, are wasted months because you've already reached the hundred percent and you're not learning anything new. So to me, I usually start talking about my promotion about 70%, 80% once I've mastered, uh, you know, once I get to that 70%, 80% of like really good, right? I keep going, I keep going, I keep going. And now that I'm going to probably finalize it, now I feel closer to 90%. Now I can really jump into the other one and it will be a leap in knowledge and things that I'm going to be doing. So just want to, you know, really push all the women out there to go get your promotions, apply to those jobs, even though you may not be prepared, that's fine. Everyone does it and 
be ambitious in those things. Speak up for yourself. And again, I, I, I have three sisters, so this is close to my heart. And I always tell them, like, you got to go get it. Like, no one's going to speak up for you. It's just, it just doesn't happen. Life is just that way. Yeah. No one spoke up for me. I just never shut up. And then eventually they're like, that guy, let's give him a raise. Right. Yes. There's a bunch of other things. I work hard, all those other things, but you have to start by advocating for yourself and even throwing your name into the mixture of that new position that maybe they were thinking of hiring someone externally when internally they have you right. don't undervalue yourself. Go get that raise, get that promotion. Get that bag, people. That's it. Couldn't have said it better myself. You go, girl. Throw that out there. <laughs> you go, girl. Oh, that's so cheesy, but I'll go. I'll go with it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think uh, we need any words of wisdom because today's words of wisdom came from the magic bun of wisdom himself. <laughs> I thought um, you were gonna give it to yourself and just say, "You go, girl." Those are those, <laughs> those are the words of wisdom I was gonna say. I was gonna slap you through the screen. Just like. <laughs> yeah, after that, the, no, that'd be disrespectful. Yeah. Uh, no, you, you did mention that to me. And it's very interesting that you had those kind of stats on hand. You know, like you honestly shocked me. I was like, "Oh, what? Where's this coming from?" Like, like I was like looking at your face. I'm like, "Are you reading this off the website right now?" <laughs> like, what's going no, on? No, just having three sisters. My mom raised me, single mom. You know, and again, a bunch of my close girlfriends, like it just hurts me in general when someone doesn't ask for what they're worth. I yeah. tell Omar that all the time. Omar's pretty good about it. So I don't really harp to him about it. Like he knows he's a badass, but anyone who's a badass who doesn't know they are, like it just hurts my heart. Like genuinely just like, ah, oh, come on, man. Like, yeah, because the potential, the potential is always the thing that gets me like. What could that person do if they really trust themselves, if they really advocate for themselves? Well, they didn't who could you themselves. Yeah, exactly. No, so. definitely. I, I agree 100%. I mean, this, this is something that we're always talking about, trying to help people improve themselves, trying to help people uh, grow and, and all that, right? And I definitely try to do the same for people. That's something that I definitely got from you. Um, if I didn't already do it on my own, but just recently thinking about it, like, yeah, like, reminding people of the potential that they have that they're truly powerful beings, right? Like yeah. there's a reason why there's no other creature on this planet that can coordinate with one another the way that we can through our communication, through our thoughts, our emotions, our body language, everything. And you're mm -hmm. going to sit there and tell me you don't deserve that raise. You're going to sit there and tell me like, you're not going to go for your dreams. You're not yeah. going to try to persevere in life. You're just going to give up. Like, come on. Like you yeah. owe it to yourself. You 100%. really fucking do. Literally. I'm trying to get, uh, one of my coworkers a raise. She is a female and she's highly underpaid. And I'm like, what are you doing with your life? Like, no. <laughs> um, so there's not going to be a lot of people like me who are just like trying to advocate for you, all you girls and women. So please advocate for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that goes for everybody, but I mean, yeah. definitely women, y'all are getting underpaid. Yep. I mean, y'all can probably do the same job as guys, if not better, let's be honest. Sure. 100%. Yeah. No reason why they can't. Women, people of color, aka us. Yeah. We got to get it. And, and don't give me that bullshit of like, oh, well, it's the hormones or what. Get the fuck out of here. You can tell me guys don't fucking have issues too with their whole testosterone. You're going to tell me you're not going to have a whole ass guy tripping out on, like, on testosterone. Like, oh, like things have to be my way. I need to be in control. You know, like, we, we all got shit we do. 
I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone. I'm going to say that Omar believes those things. I'm I'm just here listening. <laughs> hey, I don't believe him. I'm saying like, like it's not true. You know, like men, women, anybody else, we all have things that are kind of going against us, right? That we have against us. Yeah. Minorities, think, skin color, yeah. whatever you name it. There's always something, right? There's always some reason to say that you can't. Thousands of reasons even, right? But there's also multiple reasons why you can. All it takes oh. is one reason, honestly, to just say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it. That's it. Nothing else. Oh, 100%. I just think, and we, we agree on this, like it's it's sketchy territory when you start to compare people's suffering and people's things oh, that they yeah. are going through. You know, that's the part yeah. where I'm like, ooh, I'm not going to compare my hormones to their hormones or <laughs> I'm not going to do that. That's just, like, you know, I, just, uh... I can, I can never know what a woman goes through. <laughs> and I have three sisters and a mom and I can never know what they go through. And in the same way, they can never know what I go through. I just know that we are at an advantage being male and obviously the, the people of color, like on a lower level because you have white males at the top still. And then you have males or people, or maybe you have like females, like white males. And then you have like, so there's stages to this. All I'm saying is whoever you are, whatever ethnicity you are, just go for it. Deal with your circumstances. Do your best. Advocate for yourself. Huge thing. Advocate for yourself because that's how Omar like, Mexicans were some of the hardest working people in the world. How many people do you see in leadership positions that are, are, not, are that are our ethnicity and our culture? It's not for a lack of hard work, right? Look at yeah. everyone. Like you don't have to like, just, I can look at my cousin. I'm sure. You can think about your cousin or your uncle. It's not even like you have to look a family away within your own family. It's some of the hardest working people I've ever met. My mom is for me, the hardest worker that I've ever met in my life. Where are they in terms of like society, right? So hard work is not going to do it alone. It's just not. You it's have to use, you have to advocate for yourself. You have to really speak up. Otherwise people are just going to abuse you and use you for your hard work. That's the reality of it. Yeah. People will walk all over you, take advantage of you. Yep. We got to be the people that take advantage of other people. Okay. Come on. <laughs> That's what Juan's trying to get to. Oh, nice. You got to be the person who's going to abuse someone else. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Put yourself in a position to abuse others. Okay. <laughs> That's the solution. Bust That's the solution. Bust up so the whiteboard. Simple. So this is how you do it. <laughs> That's like a Ponzi scheme for real. Like, yeah, a, yeah, pyra yeah. like a pyramid scheme. A pyramid scheme. The way to stop your suffering <laughs> is to make someone else suffer. <laughs> and then you make someone else suffer. Bring so. someone in, make that person suffer the most. And then they'll find somebody else that'll suffer yeah. with them. <laughs> for sure. No, but, absolutely not. But that yeah. that is actually one thing I do want to touch on real quick before we wrap it up. <laughs> We're touching as, a lot of things. <laughs> we are. We are. Go for it. Yeah. It's just, that's one thing I never liked. Of course, with what we're saying, recognizing that we're at a disadvantage, you know, within society, people yep. aren't necessarily rooting for us either, right? They don't want to see us in those leadership positions, which is why there really isn't any people like you or me, right? That we can see in a leadership position to look up to as a mentor or role model mm -hmm. uh, with the, within itself is kind of like a mind fuck, right? If you think about it, like, who do we really have to look up to? We don't. So what do we really do? We don't assume any leadership roles. Why? You look because nobody else is doing it. Right. But 
apart from that, what bothers me is that people within those low places in life, within the lower places in society, will step over the same people that are trying to get in those positions in order to get to that position. They will fuck people over that are yeah. in their same, you know, from the same background, from the same culture, from the same position, from the same neighborhood, right? If it means that they get there first, that is not what we're talking about. Yeah. I will literally die trying to get myself to a good place just so I can bring up everybody else with me. That's what I'm about, right? And I think that is ingrained within our Hispanic culture, right? Being Mexican, Mexican-American. We are not talking about trying to screw everybody else over, bring everybody else into a pyramid scheme just so they can suffer, put all their money away just so you can get further ahead. That is not what we're advocating for. And if you're one of those kinds of persons, kindly see yourself out. That is not what we're <laughs> with. I'm sorry. Kindly I do have to make off. a note of that. Please. Yes. Please. Not do. what we're about. That's not within our culture. That's not within our family's culture. We're like nothing. We know nothing about that. We want nothing to do with that. I highly dislike people that are like that. They're always trying to take advantage of others in order to get themselves for the head. Want nothing to do with that. I will get myself wherever I need to be in life with hard work, dedication, and whatever else I got. But that, no thanks. Yep. 100%. Now we can end it. Work hard. Work smart. And when you get a chance, play hard as well. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There it is. Appreciate y'all. Yes, sir. Um, wrap it up, Omar. Oh, yeah, right. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> the the grand finale. The grand finale. <laughs> Man was um, already like, all right, let me uh, step out of so, here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like going down the steps and stuff, you know, like, oh, my, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, if you guys like listening to our episodes, if you guys like tuning in um, and supporting us, you know, make sure to check us out on all platforms. You got Instagram, YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, all the other platforms. There's more than enough for you guys to tune into us, watch us, listen to us. So make sure you check us out. Um, rate us, you know, give us a thumbs up, give us some likes, some comments, uh, give us some promotions, share us, do whatever you got to do to get the good word out. We really appreciate that. It helps us get closer to you guys. It helps us get to more people and hopefully spread, you know, some of these good words of wisdom from Juan's man bun, as you can see. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. There it is. <laughs> um, yeah. And thank you for your support. Um, you know, it's been so far, it's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed this a lot. I know Juan can probably say the same thing. I've learned a lot as well. Uh, and I hope that you guys have learned at least one thing from this podcast. Cause that's genuinely our goal. If one person takes one thing from this and that's it, we've, we've met our goal. Wrap it up. Um, Let's go home. But than that we out. Thank we you everybody. Out. See y'all guys next week.